0: Bingo! <laughs> I was 18 years old, and uh, so a couple buddies, Jeremy and Ben, we had a friend who was a part of the local American Legion, and he invited us to bingo night. <laughs> so we went. We we'd never played bingo in a like collective like a bingo night format, but here we were at the American Legion in Olathe playing bingo. Me and my two 18 year old buddies. They treated us like one of their own. They just welcomed us in. We made a lot of friends that night. And then my bingo chart started to fill in. (laughs) And I was one, one slot away, and so was Ben. And the caller yelled out the exact thing that we both needed, and so we yelled, like, bingo! And then we heard another bingo in the room, and three of us walked with these big slap-happy grins to the front of the room to claim our prize, which was $200 split amongst the three of us. Now, that bought the 18-year-old me a lot of Mountain Dew and beef jerky. (laughs) I felt like a winner. Have you felt like a winner before? You had one of those moments where you feel like, yes, I'm on cloud nine, everything's gone right, I hit the lottery, I'm winning in life right now. Well, I felt that then, but this past week, I haven't felt that. And conversely, I've had a lot of interactions with those under my own roof, which are my wife, Anna, and my two children, Robbie and Adeline. And, you know, it's been hard. We love each other, but we are having a hard time having enough patience for one another and... And this has become hard, but here's the deal. We are becoming masters, like really experts at repair. And we notice when a relationship is broken, we know and we're becoming really good at fixing and mending those things. How about you? What are you feeling? I feel weary this week. What are you feeling? Do you feel challenged? Do you feel a sense of focus, perhaps? Do you feel beaten up? you feel isolated 17 years ago my mentor Scott introduced me to two sentences to start my journal entries with in the morning and he just said hey do this here's the first one today God I feel blank and he just said just write that at the top of your journal page and answer that question every day you come to your journal today God I feel blank So what is it for you? What do you feel today? I share that because uh, we come to Acts chapter three in our series of this book of the Acts of the Apostles. And in this third chapter of Acts, we come to a weary, burdened person. He's a, a beggar who has been lame since birth and is brought by people to the gate. The gate, specifically the gate called the beautiful gate. There were many gates and he was brought to this gate to sit and beg. I want to look at Acts chapter three, verses one through five. If you have a Bible handy, grab it. If not, these verses will be on the screen. It says this, one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Look at us. There's an exclamation point in my version of that translation. It's emphatic. It's a confident, look at us. Now that's... That's a loaded three words for them because if you'll think back, Peter and John are the two that ran to the tomb. They had seen Jesus die on Friday. They ran to the tomb on Sunday with rumors that it was empty. They looked in and they saw it empty and Mary Magdalene has been with them and each one of those people had this eye-to-eye encounter with Jesus, the risen Jesus. And they knew it was him because he bore the marks of that Friday's painful death. And they had looked at each other around the table in this upper room where they had waited for 50 days for God to send his spirit. And Holy Spirit had been sent by Jesus from heaven to them. And it, it filled them. Like they became filled with God's spirit. And they looked at each other and miraculous things were happening. And and on that day, the band of a few followers, a few hundred followers, had grown to thousands because of God's spirit empowering them for these good deeds and words. It's fascinating to watch the story of the early church here as it just explodes onto the scene. So look at us is actually a really bold, confident thing that Peter and John say to this beggar. Look at us. And, and look at us for him is, is not something he gets from people. You know, people generally avoid looking at him. They look the other way. They don't want to make eye contact because that might obligate them. Does that sound familiar to you? When you avoid looking at someone because you know it obligates you? Well, Peter and John do just the opposite. And they say, look at us. And this man does because they are famous or infamous, whatever you want to call it. They are men with power. These early followers of Jesus are doing otherworldly things, and this guy is ready to receive whatever they have. Peter's first words are silver or gold, (laughs) which is a great first three words to start, but it goes from hope to disbelief pretty quickly here. And I'll read to you. What Peter says in verse 6, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Goes from hope of these powerful people giving him maybe a handout, something to help him make it to the end of the day, and instead becomes words, walk, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. That's the exact thing that my man can't do. (laughs) He's never learned to walk. He's actually been given up by his family because they see no need for him and he's become destitute, a beggar, dependent on someone to carry him to the temple so that he could earn just a little bit to make it through the day. So walk falls kind of empty on this guy's heart and towards this man. I don't know about you, but walk, that phrase, when I'm lying down, defeated, I hear that phrase. I hear it from people around me. Like, get up. Come on. Out of your pity party. Let's go. Everyone's affected by this. You're not special. Come on. And that that doesn't help me. I don't really respond well to that. Sometimes I hear the get up and walk from myself. It's like the internal monologue. It's like a prized heavyweight fighter lying face down on the ground, knowing that he has a chance to get up, trying to tell himself to get up, but just, I've met my end. I cannot get up. And sometimes that word doesn't come. Like you're lying there beaten up by life, and no one says walk there's not a glimmer of hope for for you. Well, it's in this moment that that Peter senses the man can't walk. Like, he, he can't walk. And Peter, having the indwelling, the inside spirit of God within him, just tunes into what, He's heard Jesus say. Jesus said, I do things that I see the Father doing. I say things that the Father says. I'm, in the family of God, we listen to the Father and we do the things the Father does. And Peter senses that God is reaching out to this man. Peter reaches out, extends his hand, and it is not the hand of Peter. It is the hand of God. This hand reaches out and grabs the man's right hand and lifts him up. And immediately, the scriptures say, his ankles and feet are strengthened. Don't miss this. This is what it says in verse 6 and 7. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. It's this extension of Peter's hand into this man's life that grabs him and helps him stand to to realize the strength that God is giving him in that moment. So, There's two sentences to the journaling, journaling exercise. One is the today, God, I feel. The second one is today, God, you are. And this is the one that, that right-sizes me for who I am and who God is. And I realized just the shadow of God's bigness. And that I'm small, and he's the same, and he's immense, and he's got this. Whatever it was I was feeling with the first sentence is overshadowed by God's goodness. And so I, I'm curious, kind of as you flip through the journal of the beggar, at the gate beautiful. What does the next day's journal read? And here's what I think it reads. God, today I feel like a new person with a new purpose. And God, today you are the one who healed me. He couldn't say that the day before, but today is a new declaration. God, you are the one who healed me. This is a super simple exercise. It's it's one that I try to practice whenever I come to my journal. And and so I want to encourage you to do it. I'm going to give you just a few seconds to find a piece of paper, jot this down in your phone, but I want to give you a few seconds of silence to answer those two prompts. God, today I feel, and God, today you are. So you might be six years old, you might be 18, you might have just turned 40, happy birthday. But would you take a few seconds and fill out those two prompts? Hopefully that helped you get a start to think about what's going on inside. The unexamined life is not worth living at all, is what one philosopher wrote. So it's just a way to begin to do some self-examination. Now, which character in the story do you identify with? Is it Peter and John who have this insane confidence and boldness? And you needed to be reminded today that you're a follower of Jesus and you carry the same power that those two did, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lies within you and I, and we can be people who bring God's goodness to others. Even in the midst of chaotic circumstances like this, we can be people who extend God's healing to others. Martin Luther, the the reformer, would Sunday after Sunday preach to his congregation the cross. Jesus died for them and he defeated death and rose to life again. And it began to be a little bit repetitive for some of his congregation. They came to him and said, Reverend Luther, we're ready for something different. We would like to move on to to different concepts to, to grow in our faith. And Martin Luther just told them, well, every Sunday you walk in to this church building looking like people who don't believe it. And so until... You have the confidence that Jesus is your only secure foundation. I'm going to keep preaching it. So maybe you needed that reminder today of what lies within you. It's God's power. Or perhaps you you find yourself waylaid by life and lying down, unable to get up. And, And we've been praying for you in this moment. All week long, we just had the sense that this crisis is revealing something and God wants to extend his hand towards you today. You feel beaten up by life, but you need to know that God extends his hand towards you. He sees you and he has a plan for your life. There's no need to snooze like this stay-at-home time, like he loves you today and he has something for you today. We believe that deeply. And so I, I wanna offer you a prayer. And a lot of us did that journaling prompt just a few minutes ago and we wrote, God, you are fill in the blank today. And that was filled with thousands of names for God, attributes of God. And God is hope and God is life and God is healer. And we, we believe that for you today if you're wondering whether or not that's possible. You see, we, we exist as a church for you to declare God's goodness to those who don't believe it. But they're open to it. And so I have a prayer. I want to read it to you so that you could see it. There's nothing magical about this prayer, but it is an attempt at confession to say to God what's perhaps going on inside of you that you need words to say. So let me read this just paragraph at a time to you. Father, I have been weighed down by fear and anxiety. I've gone away from you. I have ignored you. I've left undone the things I ought to have done, and I have done things I ought not to have done. Today I choose to turn towards you. I remember that you are the giver, sustainer, and healer of life. I choose to follow you today. Your son Jesus life makes my confession and forgiveness possible. His defeat of death gives me victory over sin. Holy Spirit come and fill me in Jesus name, amen. It's simple and I wanna offer it to you. Wherever you're watching this, live or recorded, like God wants to meet you where you are, in the room that you're in, and this is real. A chance to say to God what's in your heart. And so I want to read it one more time and, and invite you to say yes to the one who reaches out his hand to lift you up. Father, I have been weighed down by fear and anxiety. I've gone away from you, I have ignored you. I have left undone things I ought to have done. And I have done things I ought not to have done. Today I choose to turn towards you. I remember that you are the giver, sustainer, and healer of life. I choose to follow you today. Your son, Jesus' life, makes my confession and forgiveness possible. His defeat of death gives me victory over sin. sin. Holy Spirit, come and fill me in Jesus' name, amen. We want to celebrate with you if you said that in your heart to God today or said it aloud. We just want to say that that is a moment. That's a moment where you allowed God to extend his hand towards you and somehow you managed fumbling shaking to reach out and grab his hand too and now you find yourself strengthened and things are not rosy they are not perfect but you've won a different kind of lottery you see the the lame beggar wanted silver or gold and received healing and life eternal for you The same has happened. And we couldn't be more excited to to welcome you into the family of God that grows by thousands in the book of Acts and thousands and millions today still. And I just wanna offer you a few action steps. Tell somebody that you trust. Just tell them what's going on inside of you this morning. And then a second step could be just to tell someone on our Heartland team. We would love to know and celebrate with you. You could jump into one of our connect rooms. You could participate in the chat sidebar right now and tell everyone there what's going on and the decision you've made. And lastly, email me. I would love to know and celebrate alongside you. Let's continue singing and offer God just a thank you for what he's doing in each of our hearts.